This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It's great to have you. It's Monday, May 24, 2021. I'm Jim Jordan, teamed up with a guy who knows Jim or Fredette, Jason Shepard. Yes, uh, I don't know if I could say the other way around, that Jim or Fredette knows me. Of course he does. Uh, I'm pretty sure he doesn't. Who doesn't know Jim? Uh, look, who doesn't know Jim or Fredette? Everybody knows Jim or Fredette. He's everybody's like best friend. He's everybody's next door neighbor. Is it? Well, his neighborhood's pretty nice. I was going to say, if you live in Denver, you may actually be his neighbor. Yes, we bring this up because Jackson Emery posted on social media over the weekend that BYU basketball gave him back his Defensive Player of the Year award in 2011. Jimmer Fredette then comments, weren't you on the team with Jimmer that Jimmer was on? Do you know him? (laughs) By the way, I love that Jimmer went third person. Yes. I'm normally not okay with third person. I think it's super weird. Yeah. Carl Malone's entire career with it. And then uh, Jimmy Kimmel doing Carl Malone with it later. But that's, that's funny. Normally, I'm going to throw a five-yard penalty on that. No, no, no. That's acceptable. Slash, it's his Jimmerness. He is allowed much more. Look, it's funny, though, that, that Jimmer is just taking the time to, to put that out Talk on the social media. Jimmer. Yes. We need more athletes talking about that. Oh, wait. <laughs> Here's the show lineup today. Did we reach the end of sports attendance issues? What we saw over the weekend, what BYU has announced, uh, what a showing. Have we reached the end of those issues in the pandemic we'll discuss Gunnar Romney joins the program oh what a connection he has in the quarterback room his high school quarterback was Jacob Rom uh, uh Jacob Conover um then of course his brother's Baylor and then he's been on the team with Jaron so we'll talk to him about that quarterback race Puka Nakua that receivers room lots to discuss with my Mormon colonies homie and who has the better pro basketball career Jim or Fredette Brandon Davies we're going there Jason oh my goodness we're going there. I'm gonna be honest with you I still have no idea where I'm going with this I am torn I am, and I, and Natalie sur- and Bruglia? I am surprised. <laughs> By the way, did you, do that? you say the G? Is it Imbruglia? Imbruglia? Is, is it a silent, is it a silent G? I still don't know. Yeah, I think it's, and by uh, the way, like Django, the D Natalie Imbruglia, this conversation is the most she has been brought up in about 10 years. That's true. Speaking of, <laughs> no, that has nothing to do with this. Here are today's headlines. <laughs> On Friday, BYU announced plans for full capacity this fall at yeah. LaBelle Edwards Stadium. How about that? Along with full capacity inside the stadium, BYU is also planning on the return of fan activities such as tailgating BYU's home opener September 11th versus Utah. Great stuff. Can't wait. We'll discuss it in a minute. Softball season is over after the Cougars beat Southern Illinois, eliminated number 12 Arizona State Friday. Uh, before losing 11-3 and 5 on Saturday to number 21 Virginia Tech, BYU finishes 38 and 17 in WCC champs. Several Cougars receiving softball all-region honors, including senior Riley Jensen, who was named the NFCA All-Region First Team for the second time in her career. Also, senior Adam Moffat Korth and freshman Violet Zavodnik were named to the second team. So Zavodnik gets Player of the Year because of what she does in league. Correct. This is a whole season yes. thing. So interesting to Freshman see. Freshman of the year and player of the year. Pretty gnarly, right? It's very cool. It was fun to chat with last week. Baseball won the series versus Pepperdine, a 14-5 and 14-7 wins Friday and Saturday. The Cougs hit five home yeah, runs they on did. senior day. Finished the season 23-27, and 15-12 in West Coast Conference play, which would have been top four and qualified for the West Coast Conference tournament. 
but uh, there were many reasons, COVID, costs, uh, that did not happen this year. Because you asked, you didn't. Uh, the five home runs, a season high. The previous record going into that game was three. Mm. So, five's uh, a lot, man. Yeah, five is a lot. Five's and, a lot. That's and, like, and, uh, and by the way, the Padres did to my marriage. Every one of those home runs, absolute no doubters. Awesome. Like, they were gone, which was awesome. All right, congratulations to former Cougar Hoopster Brandon Davies, who was named second team All Euro League. How about that? Davies averaged 12.1 points per game, just over four rebounds a game, and shot 57% from the field and 50% from three for FC Barcelona. How many threes did he shoot? Uh, he's better at that now than he was at BYU, that's for sure. But for those that don't know, there is the Spanish League, and then there's the Euro League, kind of like the English Premier League and Champions League, La Liga, if you right? will. I think, I think so. I believe it. I believe um, so. so the EuroLeague is tougher than the uh, La Liga because you have the best teams from different countries. Sure. So that's a notable accomplishment. Elijah Bryant and the Bucks beat the Heat in overtime Saturday. Game two is tonight. EB did not play. He's not expected to play per se, but uh, he's got a front row seat, man. Uh, he's back in the NBA, which is awesome. Absolutely. Uh, Cougars in the minor leagues. How about Brennan Lund? Guy uh, just up the road from uh, from Provo, up in Salt Lake with the Salt Lake Bees. Went one for five with an RBI and a Bees win over the Las Vegas Aviators on Friday. Michael Rucker pitched two and a third for the Iowa Cubs. That is the AAA affiliate of the Chicago Cubs, allowing two hits, an earned run, and a walk in a 7-5 loss to the Omaha Storm Tracers. AAA of the Royals, by the way. Colton Shaver going 0 for 2 in the Corpus Christi Hooks. 3-0 loss to the Arkansas Travelers. And Daniel Schneeman, 1 for 3 with a walk in the Lake County Captains. 12-1 loss to the Great Lake Loons. Look out for those loons. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU football against Arizona in the season opener in Cougar Stadium South, as Brian Keel once called it, even though it is Lavelle Edwards Stadium, but that's okay. Allegiant Stadium coming up in how many days again? Hit it! Countdown to the Wildcats! 103! Okay, so Thursday we hit a hundy. That was nice. Uh, Dave McCann did not want to join in on the countdown singing. Shocked. On Monday. Blaine, however, Blaine, Blaine harmonize. Blaine likes to harmonize. He, he thinks it's a boys to men concert. Yeah. If Blaine could just sing the whole show, I think he would. The, the look Extremely on Dave's talented. face when he realized singing was involved was great. <laughs> it's like, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> Nobody said singing was it's, involved. It, Danny Glover, I'm getting too old for this. Uh, Friday, BYU football yes. announced, as we mentioned, full stadium capacity this fall, which is just fantastic. What's your reaction to this news? I, I loved it, and... Look, there's, there's a lot of reasons that I loved it. N- number one, because you get back to and, – and this, this term is used a lot, and I'm kind of getting – it's getting overused, getting back to normalcy. It just, for some reason, there's something that seems odd about that phrase to me. It's a restoration. Yeah, but, but it, yes, it, I was excited because we're getting closer to that. And the more things – that can remind us of the way things used to be before all of this craziness, that there is a comfort to that. But it also is sort of this uh, invigorating feeling that we're coming out of a very, very difficult last year. So those are all things that, that came into my mind. I love the fact that we're at a point where you can make this type of announcement. That is a, certainly a very... Um, positive sign. I just love the fact that that everybody's going to be able to be back in the stadium and watching this. We're starting to see, you know, all of these whether it's Major League Baseball, you know, last night on Sunday Night Baseball even though my Cardinals lost, 
Really? You're bringing up Sunday night baseball? No, but from what yesterday? I'm saying is. There were four playoff games, I eight over the weekend. I was getting there. And golf. I was getting there. Yeah, baseball with everybody hopefully getting closer to full capacity within the next month. You had the NBA playoffs with most of the arenas full, with the exception of the game in L.A. over the weekend. How about MSG, and, by yeah, the way? Yeah, it, it looks New, great. New York, it's been tough in New York. To have a packed stadium, not a ton of masks, yes. was quite the sight. I, I just I loved seeing it, and it was almost to the point where, even though it's only been a year, it's still amazing to me how strange it looks. Because we've, we've spent all our lives with that being normal. But over the last year... In one year's time, it's made seeing that weird looking. And it will have been 18 months from when the pandemic started to when BYU plays Utah. Yeah. I mean, 18 months, the longest 18 months of our lives. Yeah, and I'm with you. It, I, what an exciting announcement yes. that obviously there, that is somewhat conditional, but the way that the numbers are trending uh, and the vaccination, whatnot, everything, we're, we're coming out of it. Like, I, I had this feeling yesterday uh, and Friday when this was announced that was like, oh, it's over. The attendance issues is over. Like, the NBA is coming back. Major League Baseball, like you mentioned. What happened with Phil Mickelson at the PGA Championship yesterday on 18 with all those people, that was, spe- that was a special sight uh, because it was a visual reminder of, oh, my gosh, look where we've come from. And now we're going to be able to do this because uh, we're, we're, we're doing it right. And in the state of Utah, things are going really well, which is great. Hopefully it goes well everywhere. And uh, we go from there. We have a full stadium, and it's BYU in Utah, and it's going to be an amazing experience. It's, we're, you're going to feel something special. When it's BYU in Utah, it's always special. But you're going to feel something special in that stadium because of what we've had to go through as a people. Well, and it's not just, as we mentioned in headlines, it's not just full capacity. It's getting back to things like tailgating. You know, and you know, I, I'm, I'm assuming— One could argue that's still being worked on well, at BYU. I, I'm, I'm There's a, a faithful group that does it, but it's— I, 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 I'm going to assume something along the lines of Cougar Canyon like we had, you know, two years ago. I would hope so. Yeah, I mean, that, that all of that kind of stuff comes back. And that just adds to the pageantry of not just college football, but attending sporting events. It's just yes. part of it. Yes. And it was something that was obviously very much lacking. Look, there are going to be some people that, that are not comfortable coming back. And that's fine. Nobody's saying you have to come back. But enough people want to come back. I'm happy that this has been open to full capacity so those that want to participate can come and enjoy this. Yeah, a- amen. Uh, those that want to be there can, uh, can be there and that opportunity to be there, yep. which is super exciting. All right. Uh, as we mentioned in headlines on the topic number two, th- this is, again, I- I'm still not sure. We're, we're talking about this, and I'm still not sure where I'm going with this. Brandon Davies was named to the All-Euroleague second team. And Davies has carved out a very nice career overseas. But, Jerem, has Brandon Davies had a better professional career than the one and only James Taft for debt? I think it deserves a conversation given the All-Euroleague now in 2019 and 2021. First team All-Euroleague, by the way, in 2019. That is significant. What Brandon Davies is doing in Spain should not be overlooked. But... Jimmer Fredette played five years in the NBA, has scored 70-plus twice in China. PTI has still brought him up because yeah. he's the Jimmer. I still think it's Jimmer. Brandon Davies has become a better pro player than he was in college, and in college he was pretty good. Uh, but he has been a guy that, listen, if you're paying attention to European basketball, which is the best, obviously, outside of the NBA, Brandon Davies is a name. People know his name. He's dunking. He's shooting threes. He's... Like on Instagram, he's creating Rambo videos of himself with face swaps. 
He's a big, fun personality. Obviously, nationally, he's known for the guy that couldn't play at the end of 2011 due to the you know honor code and whatnot. That's sort of that mantra. But to BYU fans, what Brandon Davies is significant. I still think Jim Fredette has had a better pro career because of those five seasons in the NBA. They weren't as effective and as interesting as we were hoping for. But to me, that plus what he's done, uh, you know, won, won the Greek League with Panathinaikos that one year. Uh, went back to China. He scored 70-plus in two games. I still go with Jimmer here. All right, and let's not shortchange Brandon Davies for his time in the NBA as well. He ended up signing with the Clippers in Summer League, got released, and picked up by the 76ers. And that was that time of transition for Philadelphia where they were going through the trust the process. And so they were able to give a lot of guys playing time that may not have been able to have that in any other year. And Brandon Davies was somebody that was able to take advantage of that situation. 78 games in two years. So, I mean, he, he did play in the NBA. It was certainly not the number of years that Jimmer played. Here's how I think I'm going to approach this. I think at the end of the day, I believe Brandon Davies has played more meaningful games as a professional. With FC Barcelona. With, well, just in his entire career, I think he's played more meaningful games. Are you throwing the Sixers while they're I'm, trusting I'm, the process games in there? No, I'm, I'm talking about mostly. Because that's equal to or worse than Jimmer's. I, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about the leagues that he's played in overseas. He's been able to get to the finals. He's actually been able to win some, some titles. So FC Barcelona. So I, I think that has been more meaningful than what Jimmer has played. But I ultimately will, will stay with Jimmer that he has had the better professional career because, and I think beyond, beyond the, the five years in the NBA, beyond the scoring 70, Jimmer is still Jimmer. Jimmer is still a draw. That, that just doesn't go away. And there's a reason why. It's because everybody pays attention to what he does. 10, 11 years later from Jimmer Mania, he is still relevant in the minds of sports fans. And I think because of that, while I do believe Brandon has played more meaningful games, I still think Jimmer has had the better career. Yeah, and Jimmer is largely irrelevant at the moment unless he does something like a 70-point game um, to the national audience. Then it shows up on PTI and, and SportsCenter. It's like, whoa, look what Jimmer did. Brandon Davies, not the same, quite the same impact. But I am very happy for a Brandon Davies who has shown that if you don't play in the NBA, you can still make a ton of money, yes. have a very successful career with uh, one of the big clubs in Europe. Look, so, and we don't know that, if his NBA career is done. We don't know that. True. But I'm not saying that He hasn't it's, played in the league for six years. No, but you get one of these guys, you get a team that needs somebody that can – it's coming from one of the top programs overseas. It's, I'm not saying that it's going to happen, but I'm also saying you don't write it off either. So there, there could still be a chapter to be written in the NBA. However, if it's not, I agree with everything you just said. He, what he has done in terms of making a living for himself and his family, making an even stronger name for himself as a basketball player, cannot be undersold. Our question of the day, who has had the better professional basketball career, Brandon Davies or Jimmer Fredette? Let's hear from you in Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Weigh in on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at KWJazzman on Twitter. Hard to compare between leagues with the way Jimmer has consistently been at the top of the Chinese Basketball League. Uh, Chinese Basketball Association. I think he's had the slight edge over Davies, though the way he plays in Spain is insane. 
Did he uh, mean to rhyme? I th- he's a poet, and he didn't even know it. Um, yeah, being a lottery pick and then five years in the NBA and kind of G League, Westchester to the Knicks, having a great game. Again, it hasn't been what we wanted in the NBA from Jim Fredette, but you know, five, I, I see five seasons and 241 games. Right. Just like three times the amount of games uh, for Jimmer, and then what he's done in China has been awesome. But the better league outside the NBA is La Liga, yes, and Euroleague, generally speaking, right? So yeah, it's it's a fun comparison. Both have had nice pro careers. Obviously, Jimmer was on a uh, you know ascent where we were hoping it was something more than it has been, but it's been good. Brandon Davies has overachieved, I would say, in his career um, outside of BYU. He's still going, like a lot of guys. With, at and shows age, no aren't playing. Yes, and shows no signs of slowing down. Let alone playing for one of the best clubs yeah. outside of the NBA. Like FC Barcelona, I would argue is is uh, close to NBA level. You know what I mean? They're like really good. They have a lot of ex NBA guys on that team. Uh, the Gasols came from there, right? Uh, back in the day in Spain. So Powell or maybe were and they Mark? Re- they might have been Real Madrid. I think they were the, where the rival were Real Madrid. The the rival with FC yes. Barcelona. There you go. All right, coming up. Is there cause for concern with what Utah has done in the transfer portal? We're not talking about the, the Jazz. We're talking about the youth. And wide receiver Gunnar Romney joins the program. Will the receivers be better than last year? We'll ask it. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. A new episode of BYUSN right now with Kiki Solano drops today. It's BYU Sports with a social media twist. Catch the latest episodes on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. What up? We're live in Studio B with your day-to-day sports play-by-play for BYU Sports Nation. Here, Jeremy Jordan alongside Jason Shepard. Let's go over to the Student Athlete Building on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline and join Gunnar Romney fresh off of, uh, you know, four hours ago, a uh, early morning workout. Gunnar, what's up, man? How you doing? Doing pretty good. How are you guys doing up there? We're good. We didn't have to work out at uh, 6 a.m., although Jason does a lot. I do not. <laughs> I was there at 5.30, Gunner. Not the same place you, but yeah. uh, look, we're both athletes. we got to do it, right? <laughs> you got to put in the work any way you can. That's right. He's much more of an we'll athlete. We'll debate the both athletes coming up later <laughs> in the program. But, Gunner, tell us what life is like right now, because obviously it's been a month since uh, winter semester ended, yet you guys are still uh, working out, getting ready for the season? Yeah, you know, we, we ended spring ball at the end of March. We had a couple of weeks off then, but we're back into full workouts right now. We're, uh, you, like I said, six in the morning workouts, offense and defense. Then we, we have voluntary player run practices. And, you know, we're just doing all the offseason work we can with quarterbacks and DVs. And, you know, we're getting it, we're getting it in. Gunner, obviously the season is going to be here before we know it. Um, one of the cool things is for this season – it was announced on Friday that BYU is going to have full capacity at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. What was your reaction when you heard the news that the fans are going to be back at Lavelle Edwards? Oh, I was I was so excited about it. Um, it's just a different energy when there's fans in the stands. You know, last year we we kind of joke around. You know, it felt like practices. It felt like scrimmages. And uh, with the fans, it just creates so much more energy, so much more momentum. It's, it's just so much more fun to play, and it's such, such a fun environment. And I can't wait to, you know, get back into Lavelle Edwards with, with uh, 65,000, you know, BYU fans screaming. So it's going to be a good time. And, hey, that first game is game two of the year against Utah on September 11th. So that's, that's going to be a special night, right? Yeah, no, I, that was one game that I was really, you know, trying to get last year, and I was really, really bummed out when we didn't get to play them. 
but that's that's one that we've all had marked on our on our calendars since you know the schedule came out and so we're really excited about that one to you know play here in front of the home crowd against against that team up north nice nice reference i like love it that's good veteran move (laughs) so there are some new faces in the wide receiver room Uh, i'm just curious how that group has has started to come along. Give everybody an idea of of how you guys are clicking early on and and, uh, what may be possible for that group this year. Yeah, no, I think this is a really scary receiver group. We have, we have so much talent, you know, we had a bunch of transfers coming in and the Nakua brothers, but I think even like some of the younger talent, uh, they're all stepping up right now. So we're, we're deep right now, for sure. There's going to be a lot of guys that are going to be contributors and it's going to be, there's so many weapons across the field, you know, not just in the receivers in the tight end room too. And we have all the running backs. So there's so many skill players on offense that can, that can do damage. And so I think it's going to be really fun. Uh, it's going to be a pretty, pretty high powered offense for sure. Well, you know, Gunnar, it's really interesting. Obviously going into last year, there was, there was a lot of question like, Oh, look what BYU lost the year before. And then you guys came out and had an unbelievable year. Do you, do you just look for that to continue? Like it has been that it's not, it's not rebuild. It's about reload. Do you feel like that's where the position is at at this point? Yeah, most definitely. I think even even the guys coming back, I think this offseason has been huge for for us that have come back. But, you know, some of the younger guys have jumped right in and, you know, we're not going to skip a beat at all. And I think that's how it's going to be for the next couple of years. We have so many young young guys with with a lot of talent, even though we'll be losing people. And it's, I think it's just going to keep going. And this it's like you said, we're just going to reload. It's not going to be rebuilding. I mean, even before the Nakua's transfer in, I was feeling pretty good about the group, Gunner. Obviously, you taking a step forward, getting healthy. Um, if you play all last year, I think it's a fun debate about you and Dax in terms of who's going to have more catches and yards, right? Um, and Dax mm-hmm. gets drafted, and it's awesome. But Chase Roberts is off a of mission, All-American at a uh, you know, high school. Cody Epps uh, and Keanu Hill are going to get a better look. And Chris Jackson and uh, Cade Moore feels like a guy that's stepping forward. Then the Nakua's come in, and it's like, oh, okay, let's go. We're two or three uh people deep at every position so what's what's that like right now as you guys work out and try and create cohesion as a group yeah you know it's 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 a position where everybody's fighting to get onto the field right now there's so many people fighting for for spots to play and i think that sometimes can cause a divide but i think everybody's done a great job of it so far you know just in the in the player run practices or in the workouts that we've done so far everybody's done a great job of you know pushing each other and not really you know, holding those feelings against each other, just kind of making everybody better. Cause in the end it's about, it's about the team. It's about winning games. And I think when we have all those, all those weapons that are pushing each other, you know, you feel like if I don't perform, then there's, there's someone right here. It, it elevates your game to the highest level. And so I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to, to see how as the season progresses, you know, that, that can go on, you know, as, as people get more experience in, in playing time, how, how that can help us as a, as a receiving group progress. Let's focus on you individually. Last year took a big step forward. How much more of a step forward do you expect from yourself this season? You know, I expect my, myself to take a huge step. The number one th- thing for me this year is staying healthy. You know, like, like you were saying, if I would have played all, tw- all 12 games last year, um, you know, it, it would have been a lot different for me. But you know, just uh, in general, just getting better, getting bigger, faster, stronger, and, you know, working on my technique, you know, watching all my film from last year, seeing what I can do better, seeing, um, you know, the the little things that I can improve on. I feel like I've already taken a huge step forward, and I feel like I'm already, you know, 10 times better than I was at this point last year. So I'm really excited to see 
um, you know, where, where I am at the start of the season. And I'm really excited to, you know, come out and, and prove some of the things that, that I have left to prove. Ten times is awesome. I love that idea, and I'm excited to play this season. Last year, Spencer jokingly called you the best receivers between the twos in the country. <laughs> what, what's going to be what's going to be the difference in getting into the end zone this year? You know, it's just like you were saying. It's I was one yard short so many times, <laughs> like probably ten or fifteen times last year. And you know, just that that extra little bit. I just need this much more, and uh, and and we'll be there. That's what I'm. That's what I'm hoping to work on this year. So obviously, the quarterback position at BYU is always a topic of discussion, and you 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 have a very unique you know uh, view of this whole thing. Obviously, your brother Baylor is involved in it. You played with Jacob Conover in high school. You know Jaron. This is a very unique quarterback situation for you to watch. Focusing on on Baylor first, how is he handling all of this? You know, like, like, like I was saying earlier in the receiver room, how when you have competition, it sort of elevates everybody. It's the same exact thing going on with the quarterback room. And I think each one of them is, they're all mature um, beyond, beyond their years. And so every single one of them, it's, it's kind of the same way they're pushing it. And Baylor, Baylor's, he's a, he's a quiet kid, but he's, he's internally competitive. And so it's, you can see him, all of them are just super competitive. All of them want it, want it so bad. And so they're all just working as hard as they can. And, you know, we're, we go out there and we do those workouts with the quarterbacks together and watching each individual one of them um, perform in their own way and compete in their own way, it's, it's really fun to watch. And I'm really excited to see how it goes on throughout the summer and then into fall camp and then into the season. Like, how is it emotionally for you? Is it fun? Is it awkward? Is it great? Because of those connections you already have with those three guys, two of which you've known for a long time, obviously. Yeah, no, it's, it's not awkward at all. I think... Um, for me, you kind of just have to put, take personal relationships out of it because at the end of the day, I want, I want the best quarterback there is throwing me the ball. I mean, I, I have to be selfish in, in that way. Um, but, you know, watching all, all three of them like, compete, it's, it's cool. I'm, I'm cool with all of them. They're all, all three of them are, I'm really close with. And so I'm excited to see who, who runs away with it for sure. How do you, and so are we, uh, how do you take <laughs> the personal part out of it with your brother? Um, it's hard. You just kind of have to turn it off and just be selfish, you know, uh, when you're on the field, like off the field where we, we go hang out, we go out to dinner, we, we do all the brotherly things that you do, but on the field, you know, you, you have to be selfish about it. Um, you can't let those, those personal feelings come into play. And, much, and I, I guess it's hard, but you just have to. How much buddy ball has Aaron Roderick mentioned to you? Because he joked after 2019, when you scored the first brother to brother, uh, touchdown, Hey, that's just buddy ball out there. Brothers connecting. Um, you know, I, I don't know, not, not, not too much because I'm close with the other two guys as well. You know, Jacob was my quarterback for two years in high school and, you know, Jaron, we've, we've been here for three years together playing. So it's, it's buddy ball with all three of them at this point. Hey, there you go. Well, and look, regardless of who the starting quarterback is, maybe big picture, what, what is, what is optimal for a receiver in terms of getting that connection from from the start of the season, is is there like an optimal time that the rest of the team would like to have that in terms of feeling comfortable, or does it does it really matter that much because the the scheme doesn't necessarily change? Yeah, you know, I think that's a good, that's an interesting point for sure because you want to know who the quarterback is going to be so you can build relationships with them and build that chemistry, but at the same time, you you don't want to 
you know, make the decision too early and, and, and call it and, and, you know, maybe pick the wrong guy or maybe um, the guy you pick gets complacent or something like that. So I think it is, it is a balance between that, but you know, the, the scheme, I'm, I, I trust our coaches Our coach Roderick has a, has a great scheme. He's a, he's a, he's a genius. He's a football genius. And so I think that will, will ultimately help out whoever it is. And, you know, like I was saying earlier, I have chemistry with all three and all pretty much all the receivers. We, we work together with all the quarterbacks. And so I, I don't think it'll, it'll be too much of a difference, but you know, like you're saying, it's an, it's an interesting balance for sure. Yeah, I wonder when in fall camp that will be named. It certainly won't be at the beginning. There'd be at least a week, if not two, and then maybe you have two mm-hmm. or three weeks before. I, I'm not exactly sure. And the coaching staff, I know, hasn't necessarily identified that. Perhaps they know that. But whoever the third string is, they might be the best third string in the country, right? <laughs> no, no no question about it, for sure. Any, any one of these guys could go play at any number of schools in the country. One of the fun things about – and it's the byproduct of such a fantastic year last year is BYU was certainly well represented in the NFL draft. Obviously, you know, the number two pick is Zach. And, and we already mentioned that Dax and Kyrus. How much communication have you had with guys like Zach and Dax and those guys that are that are now living that dream uh, in the National Football League? I've had I've had a, a really good amount with with almost all of them. You know that's that's my goal. That's where I want to be at this point next year. It's you know just picking their brains about the whole process. Just you know seeing where they're at in in their in their OTAs over there in their spring camps, and just how the whole draft process worked from from the time they declared in January to to right now. And so I think that's that's something that I've you know congratulating with them. Those are my friends. Those are my boys. They'll be my boys for the rest of life. But just at the same time using them to my advantage and learning about that. Okay, you come in as a freshman, uh, you know, with Zach Wilson, and I, I believe his first touchdown pass against Utah State to, uh, to you. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you sat back and thought about just how crazy everything has been from him becoming the number two pick and, and being like a $50, 50 millionaire? I mean, this has been insane. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. We're because it's always been our goal. Like you know, since we both came in as freshmen, we were both talking about this. But even at the beginning of the season, you know, it it, it seemed it seemed kind of far out. And then just seeing as the season progressed, you know, him climbing up on on you know draft boards and stuff like that, to him, you know, being projected as the number two overall pick and it actually happening, it seems it seems unreal. You know, we're we're talking about it with our friends. Like, man, like that kid that we used to live with, you know, he's the number two pick in the NFL. Like, he's, he's playing for the New York Jets right now. Um, it's it's crazy. You know, like, it's so exciting though. Like, I I love to see all my guys succeed, and so it's it's super awesome. Yeah, it's been incredible. Was it strategic to place Jaron Hall and Baylor Romney's, uh, you know, posters behind you in this interview? I don't know. You got to you got to ask Brett about that one. They, I just showed <laughs> up and they're right behind me, right here, I'm looking for my poster. But it's no, it's nowhere in sight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where's yours? No, they look they look great, man. They look great. What's the schedule like, mm-hmm. by the way, the rest of the uh, summer as you lead up to August fall camp? Oh, it's a grind for sure. Like I was saying, we we pretty much have workouts every single day for the rest of summer. Um, and just that the, most of, most of the work that we do is, is just on our own individually, you know, we'll call up all the quarterbacks and all the receivers and the DBs will get one-on-ones and we'll run seven on seven and we'll, we'll just, we'll, we'll do that for the whole summer, five or six hours a day, but it's, it's a grind. There's, there's really no time off because the season's going to be here before we even know it. We, we joke about it every single year. It feels like last season just barely ended, but 
we're we're here already. It's going to be here before we know it. So no plans at all for any getaway for just a couple of days. Any vacations at Wait, all? Didn't you get engaged? Are you getting married? Yeah, well, I'm I'm getting married this summer, but that's that's my that's my big plan. But you know, it's still it's still a grind. Even on the honeymoon, I'm gonna be working out and stuff. So yeah. we got to do that. Uh, what's your name? Uh, Sadie is her name. Sadie, congratulations, man! When are you guys getting married? July 16th is the date. So we're really 16th. excited about that. I look forward to the invite. Yep. To the reception. Thanks, of course, Jennifer. I'll send you guys. I'll send you guys some invites. No, up no, there. no, just me. Just yeah, me. look at Jeremy just <laughs> asking for the invite on national television. Gunner, we're stoked for that and the season. Very excited about that receivers room. Uh, good luck on the workout. Stay healthy, and we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. That's Gunner Romney on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. We learned a lot there. Yes, we really did. Uh, he called the wide receivers room scary. Uh, so much talent in there. They're getting after it. So they have mandatory workouts, strength and conditioning, running, lifting, that kind of thing. But then, as he mentioned, they still have the player-run practices. So that's where the quarterbacks are going to throw to the receivers. Everyone's going to get different work in, defensively, offensively. Leaders sort of show up, right, uh, in there. So they're, they're grinding. And then all the stuff they do planning, on their own. And he's play, right? Yeah. And, and then he's planning a wedding. He's, he's, uh, you know, it's going to be a competitive group there. He's watching Zach Wilson, watching Dax Milne. This is an exciting time for Gunnar Romney and the receivers and this team. Well, I'm really excited, and, I, and I'm like you. Before that, we even heard about the Nakua brothers, I was still excited for what was possible with this receiving core. And then you add those guys to the mix, and it really, honestly, there really should not be much of a drop-off. No, no, and, no. It'll be better. Well, well It I, will be. Okay, I, and I, I agree with you, but... If all that happens is you have the same type of production, I'm going to take that and in it, a heartbeat. And the question will be, how close can the quarterback production be? Because Zach Wilson had an all-time season. Yes. It's not going to be that level, but can it approximate something towards that? That's, that's the question. All right. Coming up, early lines were released for five okay. BYU football games. Too high or too low? We'll look into that. And as Gunnar Romney pointed out, that team up north. We'll look to what they've been doing in the transfer portal. Any concern? This is BYU Sports Nation. What is this, Utah? This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Hey, did you know that BYU Sports Nation has its own YouTube channel? Well, you do now. You can get all the interviews as well as BYU Sports Nation Right Now episodes by subscribing to uh, and share the BYU Sports Nation YouTube channel. Here's Jason. I'm Jerem. This is BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it. Cook Whip Round presented by Visible Supply Chain Manager. Tackling America's most challenging shipping problem. All right, follow me on this one, Jerem. Okay. Which BYU Cougar making the move to the NFL had the best weekend? We will start with Zach and Tristan at an NHL hockey game. They were in their uh, New York Islanders mm-hmm. gear. Nice. So they all went to, uh, to a hockey game. Then... You had Troy Warner posing at SoFi Stadium, That's pretty cool. which is just an unbelievable. I've his picture on the video. Yeah, I have. Uh, I've, fl- I've flown over this. That's as close to it as I've been. Good for you. Then you had Kairos Tonga being part of a Bears cartoon, uh, talking about it. The team being under construction. So who had? The, uh, the better weekend. Kairos, by the way, has like a massive sub. He has the most food of anybody. He's got a, he's got he's got, a Sammy there. Come on, man. Um, I go with 
Zach Wilson because free hockey jersey. <laughs> and going to hockey in person is so fun. It's great. Uh, I'm going to go with Zach Wilson because he's going to make far more money than anybody else. We're talking about the weekend, not the holistic approach. <laughs> no, no, no. Approach. I would be reminding myself that every hour on the hour. Christian Hodge is like, I'm just trying to make the team. <laughs> Utah football has added four four-star players this offseason, one of which is Baylor's starting quarterback, Charlie Brewer. Uh, Jeff Grimes and Eric Patel show up. Brewer's out for whatever reason. Any concern? No, and I'm not going to pay attention to what Utah football is doing right now. Don't I act, will pay don't it, act like I will don't. pay attention when BYU hosts them on September 11th. Outside of that, I do not pay attention one bit. Now, let me just say the schools of the name, uh, the name of the schools that have uh, you know transferred in for uh, Utah: Baylor, Washington, LSU, Oklahoma, Texas, Washington, Oklahoma. So, guys, it didn't work out there transferring in. This is what Utah has been able to do after a decade is get the players that want to play in the Pac-12 wouldn't necessarily want to go to Utah, generally speaking, but they want to play in that league or against a team that they wanted to play for, a la Bronco going to Oregon State to play against BYU, right? <laughs> right. Um, any concern? No. Utah's good. We know they're good. Yeah. I mean, um, it's going to be a big game on September 11th in front of the Pac-12. Yeah. All right. Charlie Brewer is interesting, though. Look! Look! They might actually be a good quarterback. There. Yeah, they they have. They, Tyler Huntley was good. Got, and then, they've got talent coming in. Yeah, that's fine. We'll see what they can do with it. All right, in the BYU Pepperdine baseball uh, game in the series, there were a lot of monster home runs, but two in particular we want to. I want to ask you about this one from Thursday by Pepperdine's Justin Lutz. Dude. That, by the way, hit a car going nice. by. Like, let's see. Sl- Boom! <laughs> How did it not break the window? Uh, it didn't break the window. So you had that one, and then this one from Saturday. Andrew Pintar cleared two fences and rolled all the way yeah! to the Marriott Center steps. What was the more impressive home run in that series? Dude, the one that hits the window, for sure. On the fly, as we yeah. say in rugby. Oh, my gosh. Because, that's amazing. Yes, and I agree. Which I, would have gone to the steps yes, if the, the car wasn't there. The only reason I'm going with the Lutz home run is because it hit the car. The sheer bad luck to, to time it that poorly. <laughs> Although, again, it didn't you break mean it. perfectly? Perfectly, yes. That is what I meant. When I, see, when I go by the baseball game, I'm like, I'm trying to get my windshield shattered here. Let's so go. it was, I mean, it was one of those ones. And, Did and he even get the ball? Did the dude I, get I don't the know ball? if he got the ball, but. Uh, Where's the dugout reporter when you need him? I was in the dugout. Oh, he got the ball, we're well, told. But, because what he did after it hit. He nice. obviously immediately looked like what he happened. Like so that. he turned around. Did I hit a bird, Randy Johnson. He came back and parked on the side of the road, and we actually had video of it during the game of him just kind of like <laughs> shaking his head, talking to other people who were trying to explain what happened to his car. That's but hey, hilarious. at least for insurance purposes, there is video proof. <laughs> yes, there is. So. Yes, there is. That yeah, that I yeah, I, I go with uh, the Pepperdine hit. That was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. Okay, in Friday's baseball game, BYU third baseman Austin Deming made a great play at third, snagging a line drive and then gunning a runner out at home. But what was more impressive, the play or the camera work here from Courtney Davis from BYU Athletics capturing it? Well, look, uh, I am not going to shortchange what Courtney does or the ability to get that shot, but. The shot doesn't mean anything if Deming doesn't make the play. Nailed it. Nailed it. So it's Austin Deming. Yeah. But by the way, thank you, Courtney. Uh, so good. She took she took some uh, some pictures of the baseball game, and she just texted those to me. So yeah. so I literally just got a text from Courtney, so thank you, Courtney. Well, those aren't free. Huh? Oh, what? You're the no-tip, the parking spot guy? <laughs> nice. <laughs> what? You're supposed to tip? This is new to me. You fit a certain mold, unfortunately. 
<laughs> a certain mold? What does that mean? We'll discuss off the end. All right. By the way, sunburn. Even with you, makeup, you got a lot of sunburn. Yeah, the dugout reporter did not Better go with the sunscreen. More sun than that's no true. sun. That's true. Yeah. Coming up, our rise and shout-outs, and it may come from the diamond. Who knows? And tip this: early lines for five BYU football games. Too high, too low, or just right? I guess it's porridge. Pottage. This is BYU Sports Nation. Porridge. Porridge. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The BYU TV app is the place to watch recent and old BYU sports games. You can get your video on-demand fix on the BYU TV app today. Welcome back to the program. Jeremy Jordan and Jason Shepard here on BYU Sports Nation. Great to have you in late May. Over the weekend, the South Point Sportsbook released its early lines on some college football games of the year. Including in that list, five BYU games. So we're going to decide if we think the lines are too high or too low. Presented by Tim Daly Ford, part of the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. Let's start with, as Gunnar Romney mentioned, that team up north. Utah at BYU. BYU is a seven-point underdog. Too high, too low, or just right? Um, look, I, I, we know that these games are always close, with the exception, very few exceptions, and they're all within a touchdown. I, I, it's probably accurate. I'll, I'll say it's, I'll say it's just right. Seven's fine. Although I'm interested to see Utah because last year wasn't a great year for the Utes. But there's a lot of question marks really for both teams. Mailed it in. Both are looking at quarterbacks. Yeah, there, there are question marks for BYU. There are not question marks. Uh, running backs, uh, O line. We kind of know who's going to fill in there. Receivers, quarterback. We know which of. We don't know which of the three, but we know. Those three, right? Um, defensively in the secondary, yes. Linebacker, no. D-line, yeah, we kind of know. Um, so BYU is going to be good. It's just how good. And will BYU end the streak? Uh, I think seven's a fair number. That's fine. Yeah, I'm, 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 fine. Yeah, it's not, it's not egregious in my I go opinion. just right, seven. Yep, all right. Uh, Arizona State at BYU. Cougars opening up as a six-point underdog. Your thoughts? Too high. I'd go like three and a half or four on this one. Arizona State's been good, but they're, they're expected to be way better. Uh, but Arizona State, Arizona, it's the same story typically. Sometimes they have an eight-win season. Most of the time they don't actually do anything that matters. Yeah, I think it's too high. Look, I understand that Herm plays to win the game, <laughs> yes, uh, but I, I think the six-point uh, that they are giving the Sun Devils is, is a bit high at home. Yeah, and there will be a lot of Cougar fans of that game. Absolutely. Abs- in Tempe, forget about it. Uh, BYU at Baylor, the Jeff Grimes Bowl. Uh, Cougars, a one-point dog. Um, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm a little surprised that BYU, I, I thought it would be a little too low. Is that right? Like, I thought it would be a bigger spread. it would be higher. Yeah, I thought, I thought it would be a, a little bit higher, especially because you're going there. Yeah. So I, but, ba- I mean, Baylor's look, not been, it, yes. like two years ago, I had a really nice year. Yeah. I, look, I'm not saying BYU can't win the game. That's, that's not what I'm saying at all. I, I'm just surprised that... Jason Shepard says BYU the, cannot the, win at Baylor. The Bears are only favored by a point. I think that speaks very highly of BYU. Yeah, I'd go pick them on this. Baylor's pretty unknown, especially with the new offensive coordinator and the new O-line coach, who we happen to know. All right, Virginia at BYU. Oh, the there may be Bowl. a few eyeballs on this one. Yep. It's a pick em. Too high or too low? BYU should be a favorite in this one. Uh, Virginia two years ago went to the Orange Bowl, right? Last year kind of struggled, uh, you know, about 500. I, I think BYU should be uh, a favorite in this one. I so they think highly, Vegas thinks highly of Virginia. Yes. Slash, when you lose Zach Wilson and 12 other dudes to the NFL, certainly there's an expectation that you're not going to be the same. 
Does anyone think BYU is going to win 11 games this year? No. I, I'm hoping BYU wins eight. Well, uh, I do believe that BYU should be favored in this as well. The good thing is at least we know that Virginia won't be circling this game. There won't be anything, you know, because they look at the games. Every game is the same. So they won't. They won't. Absolutely. Come, they won't come in, and it NC won't be State and Wake. It won't be. Totally it won't be anything. Same. You know, on top of any of the normal games, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, look, I. I. This is going to be a fun one. I'm really looking forward to this one. I do believe BYU should be favored in this game. Mark Atawaya, Garrett Tujay, Robert and I, Jason Beck. You know, all these guys. Uh, it's going to be a really fun uh, reunion with them in Provo. Um, Against Virginia. I mean, this is a game that Bronco has said he didn't want to play. So here we are. Yes. We're gonna I'm a, really we're looking have a forward to this game. game in Charlottesville coming up. Is it next year or the year after that? Okay, and last but not least, BYU at USC. This is a team that BYU defeated in 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of turnover, obviously. Uh, Elijah Vera Tucker was a guard in that game for USC. Now teamed up with Zach Wilson with yep. the Jets. BYU a 13 point dog. Too high, too low. I kind of expected it to be right around 10. Um, I, I think it may be a little high, but I, not, not to the point where I, I can't believe that they have yep. BYU as a 13-point dog. I mean, it, at the end of the day, it's probably, it's probably about right. But again, going, I, 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 I went in assuming it would be about 10. Yeah, I mean, this typical USC. You look at this matchup in Vegas, it's going to you know, chew up uh, BYU in this one and have USC pretty high. I, I get that. The last meeting BYU won the game. Uh, no Zach Wilson. I understand that. Keaton Slovis is expected to make a giant leap. Yes. Two years ago, led the country in completion percentage as a freshman after that season in which BYU uh, defeated Keaton Slovis in USC. So 13 feels high. Yeah. I'd, I don't I'd, expect it to stay. Th- Let's remember, I'd, these are opening lines. Right. I'd do a two-score game in this. So you could go anywhere from 8 to 13, and I'd probably be like, eh, probably. 13 feels a little high, but we, we'll see what happens. They didn't. Uh, shockingly, didn't come out with the BYU-Idaho State line live on BYU TV uh, coming up later in November. But, How dare they? Yeah, but uh, I'm pretty sure that one's going to be like a 30-pointer. But yeah, five lines out. I love it. BYU not a favorite in a single one of those, which is interesting. The nation, listen, when you lose a quarterback, especially in the top five, you're expected to just take a dip. BYU will take a dip, but I don't think it's going to be like... They're not going to fall off the map. 50-50 game with Virginia. Like, I still think BYU wins this, that This game. just, to me, it's the opening, it's opening line. Where's the Washington State this line? Is, this Come is on. everybody that realizes what they lost and really doesn't know much about BYU right now. Yeah. That's what this is to me. Yeah. I, I'm not going to put you too much know stock in it today. BYU brings back, you watch and listen to this program. That's we, right. We know Which that. we know that they do. Come on. Coming up, our elite voice of the day. Well, if you're hearing this, then you definitely know what. And today's Rise and Shoutouts. This is BYU Sports Nation. The Tim Daly Auto Group. Serving Utah since 1968. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation is always on demand via the free BYU TV and BYU Radio app. Or you can download the podcast, your Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. And while you're there, subscribe, rate, and review the program. On BYU TV, we're showing Riley Jensen her uh, amazing BYU career is over. What a career she had. Uh, the all-time leader in multiple categories at BYU. One of the best uh, left fielders, center fielders BYU's ever had. Pretty awesome. Our question of the day, who's had the better professional basketball career? Brandon Davies. Or Jimmer Fredette at Newman BYU on the Gram. Hello, Newman. Brandon has won championships and is playing at the highest level in Europe. 
That league is better than anything in China, so I'd go with Brandon. Uh, no, he doesn't score 50 points, but he's very solid, valued by his organization. Hard to pick against Jimmer, but in this case, it's true. So there's the argument for the strength of the Euro League and La Liga and FC Barcelona, generally speaking, um, which is interesting. I think I, st- I've, I personally value Jimmer's time in the NBA, albeit not exactly what we wanted yes. or what he wanted, yes. more than that. But I think the fact that there is a real debate here speaks yeah. very highly of what Brandon Davies has done. Totally. And a little bit about what Jimmer hasn't done, unfortunately. You yeah. know what I mean? No, there's, like, there's like, that aspect again, of it. Again, we were hoping it'd be a little yeah. more. No question. Our elite voice of the day is presented by Sundance Mountain Resort at Whirlton underscore Michael on Twitter. Jimmer's career certainly had ups and downs, but the answer is clear. Jimmer spent more time in the NBA, achieved superstar status in Shanghai, and had a good year with Panathinaikos. Also, uh, Jimmer's earnings are much higher. Brandon is great, but Jimmer wins this one. Uh, in most discussions and debate, it depends what you value. Sure. And if you value the, the dollar or <laughs> the NBA time, if, if you value championships, Brandon Davies is your guy. So it, it's interesting and fun that both these guys have had successful careers. Fun to see Elijah Bryant go to Israel and then get the jump to the NBA, by the way. Because at the beginning of the, this argument with him, it's, it's like, hey, do you eliminate the NBA by doing that? No is the no. answer. You can be seen anywhere, which is awesome. Today's Rise and Shoutouts are presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Who gets them? Uh, I'm going to give uh, Rise and Shoutouts to both BYU softball and BYU baseball. Their seasons came to an end. Obviously not the way that they wanted them to end for both teams, but certainly a great year for softball and came, came very, very close to, uh, to continuing on. Uh, baseball finished the season on a high note, so uh, congratulations to both of those programs. Looking for them to be back and better than ever next year. And Rice and shout out to hockey sweaters. Uh, they're just the best. <laughs> Zach Wilson wearing one with the Islanders team. Okay, thanks to today's guest, Gunnar Romney. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use hashtag BYUSN. Sorry to Dennis. For Jason, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Mike Rose. We'll see you tomorrow for more BYUSN here on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Oh, two of our production assistants putting themselves in this photo to end the show. Jared and Colton, nicely done.